Hello, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs from our flagship station here in Kansas City, Sports Radio 810 WHB. This is the Sports Psychology Hour, and I'm here every week talking with you about the mental side of sports. I've been in practice for 37 years in the Kansas City area as a sports psychologist. I've had the privilege to work with athletes at all levels of competition, from youth sports all the way up to the professional level and Olympic level. I've been on the radio for 27 years in Kansas City and have been hosting this show for the last 17 years here in Sports Radio 810 WHB, our flagship station in Kansas City, Missouri. Look forward to doing this show every week because we talk about the mental side of sports on this show. We talk about attitudes. We talk about mindsets. We talk about focus. We talk about relationships with coaches and parents and athletes. How you build confidence, how you destroy confidence. How do you have a positive attitude? How do you do all those things? And I take your calls and get into discussions with you every week about these topics. This past week, I gave a speech in St. Joseph, Missouri, to the Pony League Baseball organization, to about 150 coaches and parents. It was a wonderful experience. A lot of great people. Met some, some wonderful people out there who are coaching kids. And we talked about... A lot of topics about youth sports, and we talked about and discussed winning and losing, success and failure. What age should winning be important in sports? You know, today in, in the world of sports, we have leagues that are starting at younger and younger ages. We've got leagues starting now for kids at four and five years of age. Why? Why do there need to be leagues at that age? I don't know why there need to be, but there are. The reason, well, someone's making money, whether it's the organization, whether it's the coaches, the athletic apparel companies, there are always people making money when it comes to youth sports. But the issue of winning, the issues of winning and losing, how important should they be? That's what I want to discuss today, and I want to get your thoughts. If you are a coach, I would like to hear from you. If you are a parent, I'd like to hear from you. If you're an athlete, I'd like to hear from you. Because here's where I'm coming from. I've been in practice for 37 years working with athletes at all levels of competition, as I said. One of the things that I've noticed is this. There's been a change in the last 10 years in, in the world of youth sports. We are getting more and more organized leagues and more and more sports at younger and younger ages. We are getting parents getting their kids heavily involved in one sport at younger and younger ages. We are seeing sports specialization start at younger and younger ages. I'm not sure this is the healthiest thing to do. Years ago, when I was the University of Kansas sports psychologist, spent a year working with the basketball team with Larry Brown. Larry Brown said something to me that has stuck with me forever. He said, Andy, you know, I think every kid should play a team sport and an individual sport. They should play a team sport because they learn about camaraderie, about sharing, about teamwork about sacrifice, they should play an individual sport because they'll learn about self-confidence, how to stand out there by yourself. And the two go hand in hand. What I'm finding today more and more is I'm seeing younger and younger kids in my office. 10, 15 years ago, the youngest I'd see would be 12, 13, 14. Now I'm seeing eight, nine-year-olds. And I'm getting younger kids in my office because of the pressure 
When I ask, why are you here? I'll ask their parents, why are you coming in? The pressure to succeed, the pressure to win, the pressure to be the best. Do we really need to be putting that type of pressure on young kids? In my opinion, no, I do not believe we should. Because I think we put undue stress on them. Our book, Just Let Them Play, Guiding Parents, Coaches, and Athletes to Review Sports, that I co-wrote with Pete Malone, Olympic Swim Hall of Fame coach, and Kansas City Royals Hall of Famer Jeff Montgomery. The title is Just Let Them Play, Guiding Parents, Coaches, and Athletes to Review Sports, not Just Let Them Win. And there's a reason for that. That title is there because our goal was to give kids the opportunity to have fun. Because in my opinion, that's what youth sports should be about. It should be about having fun, learning skills, learning fundamentals, learning about yourself, enjoying the experience. It should not be about having to win and what's wrong with you when you lose. I've mentioned for years how I've seen coaches berate kids at youth sporting events when they have failed. You know, years ago I watched an 8-year-old boy being berated by his father as they left a, a baseball game father was degrading him saying you struck out with the bases loaded all you had to do is get a hit or we would have won you struck out and we lost it's your fault why would you say that to an eight-year-old because of egos because people adults get too caught up in their own egos and wanting to get involved and win and brag about their son or daughter doing well instead of letting the experience be one where they can learn about success and failure. In the Olympics, Winter Olympics, Norway won more medals than anybody else. They won 39 medals, 14 gold medals. Norway is the size of Detroit, population-wise, approximately. Now, of course, it is a Scandinavian country, and they are exposed to winter sports, a lot more so than a lot of the other countries around the world year-round, but there's something unique about Norway that I want to bring up, and I want to see what people comment, how people comment on this. In Norway, they don't keep score in any sport until age 13. Age 13. That's basically a seventh grader here. Score doesn't get kept. Why is that? Well, because they're teaching about success and failure, They teach that failure is part of what goes on. I've done some reading up on this, and they teach over there not to be scared to fail, not to be scared to screw up, not to be scared to make a mistake because it's going to happen. Here, when an 8-year-old strikes out or misses a shot or yanked out of the game and yelled at or glared at by a coach for screwing up, so what does that do to self-confidence? What does that do to mindset? What does that do to how you feel? I've seen with many kids, it ruins it. It ruins their love for the sport. It ruins their love for the excitement of playing. And it's not healthy. But I'd like to open up our phone lines and get some calls in here. I want to hear from you if you're a coach. I want to get your opinion. You may disagree with this. You may think it's important to win at a young age. You think it teaches a variety of things about life. You're not always going to win. You're not always going to lose. And you've got to learn how to do it. A lot of people are going to disagree with that. A lot of people are going to think it is unhealthy, which I do. Our number is 913-3810-810. 913-3810-810. I would like to hear from you if you're a coach. I'd like to hear from you if you're an athlete. I'd like to hear from you if you're a sports fan. I want to hear from you if you're a parent. 
What age do you sign your kids up for youth sports? What age have you signed your kids up to play youth sports? I don't care if they're a girl or a boy. I don't care what the sport is. What age have you signed them up? Did you find over the course of time that maybe you signed them up too early? There was too much emphasis on winning and success at an early age. Do you think that was harmful? Do you regret signing up at an early age? What age was the score kept in their sport? And was that a positive or negative thing? Once again, our number is 913-3810-810. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I'd like to hear from you because we're talking about youth sports. We're talking about when should winning be important? When should losing be important? What age should the score start to be kept and an emphasis be put on it? Well, let's go to the phones. Our first caller this morning is Joe. Joe, good morning, sir. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? Great. Get your thoughts on our topic this morning. Well, I used to coach. It's probably been, what, uh, I've probably been out of it mm, 20 years. But when I coached, um, yeah, I wanted to win. But I always told the kids, winning is not everything. It's important, but it's not everything. What is important is you go out and have fun, and you leave it all out there. And you know, we didn't lose a lot, so I mean, I, I like that. But when we did, I told them it's not the end of the world. You know, you did you give everything you had out there? I know you did. We just got beat by a better team, and you gave it all you had. So I was always happy with them. But there was a lot of parents who wasn't happy with the way I coached, and that's why I got out of it because a lot of parents live their lives through their kids. First of all. And a lot of parents think that, you know, uh, well, my kid needs to be on a winning team, and my, which they were. But I knew a lot of kids that didn't, wasn't on winning teams and just the pressure from their parents. And I'd have parents yell at the kids in the stands. It embarrassed the kids, some of them, and they would cry. I mean, you know, they, these were eighth and ninth graders. And I always tell them, I look them straight in the eye and tell them, it's going to be all right. So you were, coach, you were coaching eighth and ninth graders, so about the age I was mentioning earlier, about age 13, 14, when the score does start to become important. Yeah, it, it does. But, you know, not the same. So, and then I became an assistant. I don't want to mention his name uh, at a high school. And at the time, you could not, the high school coaches could not coach the summer league. So I was one of the, co I was like the head coach in the summer league. And of course you want to do what the head coach wants you to do. He was always in the stands, but it was all about winning with them. It was all, it, it was all about, you know what? There was kids that didn't want to come to practice. That there was kids that thought that they were better than other kids. Hey, I'm not coming today. It was all about winning him. You got to play that kid. No, Sorry, but when I'm coaching, I'm not playing a kid. We're just different. So let me, so and, Joe, let me ask you this question, okay? What age, in your opinion, from someone who's coached for a long time, what age should the score matter? When you say does the score matter about how – I wouldn't – okay, I'll answer that. Probably ninth, tenth, high school – Okay, Maybe. so so prior, mean, prior to what you're saying is that's when it should be important. Prior to that, it really shouldn't be important. What, In your opinion, what should be important before that is having fun, learning how to play the game, and learning about the ups and downs. You're, I mean, you're going to strike out in a baseball game. You're, you're going to get a hit. 
Absolutely, and you're it's, right. And it's okay. It's okay to, to do all those things because it's part of what goes on. But when you're coached that it's bad to fail or bad to screw up, then what's the message you're giving those kids? When you wait, I, I'm sorry. You said when, that when, when, they're, when you, they fail or when you tell them it's bad to fail or bad to screw up and you criticize them or get upset at them when they make a mistake, what's the message you're teaching them? Um, I don't think you should criticize anybody. You, you try to teach them the fundamentals. I mean, I coach different. I never put down a kid. I, I mean, I wanted the kids to have fun. I wanted the kids to get along with other people. I wanted the kids to learn about competition. But I never, I, you know what? I never, as a coach, I can honestly, I never criticize. The only time I criticize is if I knew. Come on, now you know you wasn't supposed to do that. You know better. Right. But so my question to you, Joe, is this. When you, that's the message you're telling them, which obviously you didn't do from what you're saying, but if that's the message a coach is telling this, this this young person, what is that young person taking away from that? How's that making them feel? I I think it would take make them feel good. I mean, it'd make them feel good if if a coach got angry at them for failing. No, no. Okay, I thought you said no. Well, so if a coach criticizes a, a, a eight year old. Because they struck out or missed a shot and takes them out of the game and gets angry at them. Bad. What's the message? Makes them feel bad. Right. And, and so what happens to their confidence, Joe? They don't have any. There you go. That's my point. Listen, sir, thank you for calling in this okay. morning. I appreciate your call. Okay, thank you. You take care. Let's go next to Craig. Craig, good morning. How are you? Good, how are you? Good. Get your opinion. Um, I think around middle school is probably a good time. You know, obviously you want to teach fundamentals and just, you know, Try to try to make it fun. You know, when I left high school and went to a junior college, there was a point where it football wasn't fun for me. It was so demanding, and I just wanted to quit because it just it it didn't. You know, it almost felt like a job. But eventually, the fun came back, and you know, I ended up playing four years. But you know, you don't want kids to get burnt out and and feel like it's not a game anymore. How? What level did you finish playing at? College. Okay. So. Having fun at an earlier age gave you the desire, the incentive, the motivation to keep playing, and you weren't afraid to screw up. No, I, wa- I wasn't. I mean, you you have those moments, but I think a lot of coaches are. We you know we're in in America. We're so ingrained, and you got to win. You got to do better than the next person. You got to win a championship. You got to go undefeated. So a lot of people just lose that sight of. It's not the end of the world if you lose or if you drop a pass or if you miss a shot. You know, we just have to – and it's happened to me, when, you know, since I've been coaching that, you know, if a kid misses a tackle, I'm, you know, I kind of – I try not to get upset, but, you know, you have to just kind of change your mindset and say, you know, it 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 happens. You miss a tackle when you play, so it's not a big deal. But, right, right. You and know, that's you, just, you just have to think back to when you played and not – freak out or flip out you know you got it right listen craig thank you for your call great comments this morning i appreciate it take care i'm sports psychologist dr andrew jacobs our number here is 913-3810-810 give me a call and let's talk run the leader in sports our flagship station sports radio 810 whb welcome back to the sports psychology hour i'm your host dr andrew jacobs here in our flagship station sports radio 810 whb today's topic is this what age should the score, what age should winning be important in youth sports? like to hear from you. We've had some great calls so far. Our number is 913-3810-810. 913-3810-810.
if you are a coach, when should the score start to matter? If you are a parent, what age do you sign your kids up in sports, and when does it matter to you if they're winning or losing? Should it even matter if they're winning or losing? I don't think it's important until you're really, like I said, middle school. It just shouldn't matter before that. But it's a problem in our society, and it's getting worse. In my opinion, as a sports psychologist with 37 years of experience, it is getting worse. And it's getting worse. Why? Because adults' egos are getting too caught up in their kids' sports. Whether you're a parent, whether you're a coach, it starts to become about you. Bragging at work about your kids, how they did, about how their team won. Well, it's a five-year-old soccer team. But boy, my son scored three goals. Boy, was he a star. At five. There are sports leagues now for kids at age four and five. There's no reason for that. It's great to teach kids fundamentals and skills, but mostly have fun, enjoy the experience, learn something about yourself. Our phone number is 913-3810-810. I'd like to hear from you if you're a parent. I would like to hear from you if you're a coach. I want to hear from you if you're an athlete. Did you play youth sports? And what age did you quit? What age did you stop playing youth sports because you got tired of being yelled at and criticized all the time? You'd had enough. Our number is 913-3810-810. Let's see what Doug has to say. Doug, good morning. How are you, sir? Good morning, doctor. I, I, I appreciate your show, but by the way. I just wanted you to let you know that also. Well, uh, thank you very you much. Know, I do agree, or excuse me, not, not agree, but I really feel like that not keeping score, I think, sends a wrong message. You know, there are winners and losers in this world, and I see a lot of kids that when they don't keep score and everybody gets a trophy, well, that's not the way the real world works. And I understand about fundamentals, and and, and you're right. Those real young kids shouldn't be, in, in my opinion, subjected to that. But... The real world has winners and losers, and I feel like showing kids even upwards of upper elementary and and, and middle school that if everybody wins, everybody gets a trophy, then they grow up going through school, and then when they get out in the real real world, it's a huge shock. Well, let's let's talk about it, Doug, because I – Let's discuss it because I agree with you from one perspective, but let me point out mine. Here, here's sure. my rationale. You're getting sports leagues and sports teams organized at ages four and five. You're seeing it in soccer. You're seeing it in t-ball, t- softball, volleyball. You're seeing it in a lot of sports. And you're seeing the score being kept and coaches getting upset at kids because they didn't win. Okay, you're right. We have to learn about winning and losing. There's no question about that. You're going to win and you're going to lose. But my whole point is this, and I use Norway as the example to start the show off. Norway won 39 medals in the Olympics more than anybody else. They don't keep score till age 13. Why? Because they're teaching kids about success and failure. They're teaching them when you screw up, why'd you screw up, and how do you learn from it. Instead of here, a lot of coaches, when you screw up, you get yelled at and criticized and condescended. Okay? So my whole point is it shouldn't matter whether you win or lose at age 7 or 8. It's if you failed, why did you fail, and how do you learn from it to get better? Yes, the score matters at some point because you have to learn about 
winning and losing because that's life. You're right. You're going to fail. You're going to succeed. But at an earlier age, I don't think it should matter. I think it should matter about learning and developing. Confidence is destroyed with a lot of people when they're criticized at young ages. They lose. The, they lose. They quit. They quit. A lot of these kids quit their teams, quit the sports because coaches get mad at them because they screwed up instead of teaching them why they screwed up. Do you see where I'm coming from? I do see where you're coming from. I'm, I, I, I played youth sports right here in Johnson County, you know, back in the 70s and 80s. Um, but, you know, I've been a coach. I, I absolutely see what you're saying and, and, and have witnessed it. Um, yeah, coaches should not be yelling at kids about, uh, about what they're doing. They should absolutely come at it, as, you know, with a positive plant. Um, I totally agree with, with, with kids should not be criticized. And, and that's just, uh, I, I don't, it goes all the way down to the level of, of, of every coach. And I think that's impossible to get to. But you are right. I, I agree with that 100%. I've seen, especially in football, where you know, where you know, where practice is just too much. They love to play the game, but they can't go to practice every day. Maybe the coach is riding them. Maybe, maybe it's just too much. Well, and that's and, uh, and that's the whole thing, Doug, about self confidence for kids. Okay, I have seen dozens and dozens and dozens of kids in my office, and the ages are getting younger now, where they're coming in, and they're having confidence problems because they've been yelled at or criticized by a coach. And a coach will get angry at them because they struck out or missed a shot or made a mistake and will bench them or not play them and will glare at them. And I'm talking about boys and girls, men and women, male and female coaches. Okay? It's across the board. Why should an 8-year-old be criticized for missing the soccer goal and benched and yelled at? They shouldn't. I totally agree with you. Yeah, and that's the problem. See, Doug, that's my point about the winning. Okay? The winning becomes so important to the adults that it screws up the message to the kids. Yes, you're right. We have to learn about winning and losing, but not not at young ages. That's do you see teachers yell at a kid for missing a math question? They got nine no. out of ten right, but the one they got wrong, the teacher yells at them because they were they they screwed it up. No, doesn't yeah, happen. You're right. So and, that's and I agree one hundred percent that that especially at an early age, we need to be positive. We don't need to be negative. And in my opinion, I mean, and, and, and Lord knows that that. that I'm not sinless. I have absolutely made these mistakes. But you, any kid, you should come to them with a with a straight up tone. Maybe tell them, you know, why they screwed up or where they could get better. But I totally agree. That's exactly right. When they make a mistake, you explain to them. Ask them first of all if they know why they made the mistake. Then explain to them what they need to do to correct it and show them how to correct it. Give them a pat on the back. Say, good job, good effort, we'll get them next time. Give them a positive, some positive feedback and push them on in that direction. Doug, sir, thank you for your call. Appreciate it. Hope we uh, help some people out with this. Take care. Our number is 913-3810-810. I want to hear from you if you're a coach. I want to hear from you if you're a parent. I want to hear from you if you're an athlete. What age should the score matter? In your opinion, if you played sports, if you're coaching sports, what age should the score matter? It's an important topic. It's one we need to talk about and discuss with kids to help them enjoy the youth sports experience, spend a lot of time playing, and get better as they get older. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB.
Hello again, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour, and I'm broadcasting from our flagship station in Kansas City, Sports Radio 810 WHB. I'm here every week, and we talk about the mental side of sports on this show. And today's topic is the issue of what age should winning become important? What age should losing become important? When should we start keeping score? We've had some great calls so far. Looking forward to some more conversations here on the show. Our number is 913-3810-810. We've got a wide-open phone board now. Now's your chance to call in. I want to hear from you. If you are a coach, what age should the score matter? If you are a parent, what age do you sign your kids up for sports, so a sports team, a sports league? And when do you feel... Winning and losing should become important. When should the score matter? And why should it matter? What reasons should we keep score? What is the importance of keeping score? Our number, once again, is 913-3810-810. I want to hear from you if you're a coach. I want to hear from you if you're a parent. And I want to hear from you if you're an athlete or you were an athlete. You played youth sports. And I want to hear from you if... You played youth sports and you quit, or you got burned out, or you didn't want to play anymore because you thought or felt or believed there was too much pressure from your coach. They were putting too much emphasis and pressure on winning in the score. And did that screw up the experience for you? Let's get some calls in here. Let's get some conversation going. I think it's an important one to discuss because here's the deal. We are organizing sports leagues at younger and younger ages. Kids are getting signed up for youth sports at younger and younger ages, and I think it's great to play youth sports. I think it's great to get involved in all kinds of competitions and activities. But I think the emphasis, as we said earlier on, until really middle school to the junior high age, 13, 14 years of age, should really be about learning, having fun, getting better, and it isn't important whether you've won or lost. It's important if you've succeeded, why you succeeded, or if you failed, why you failed, and how you can learn to get better from that. That's what should be taught. Because what I see too often, as I mentioned earlier, I'm seeing younger and younger kids in my office who have confidence problems because they've been yelled at or criticized by a coach or a parent because they made a mistake. Well, guess what? We're all going to screw up. We're all going to make mistakes, especially in sports. Everyone screws up. You know, I like to talk about George Brett, Hall of Fame, great baseball player to play in Kansas City. His career batting average is just over 300. What's that mean? He failed seven out of ten times. He's in the Hall of Fame. Kobe Bryant, and I ask this question a lot to people, broke a record a couple of years ago before he retired. Most missed shots in the history of the NBA. What's it mean? He wasn't afraid to miss, wasn't afraid to shoot. A lot of people say he wasn't afraid to shoot the ball all the time, but he wasn't afraid. If he missed, he got it again. But he has more missed shots than anybody in the history of basketball. Failure is part of sport. And if you're taught at a younger age, not that it's okay to fail, you want to fail, but that you're going to fail and you need to learn from it, it will help you overcome it rather than being criticized when you fail. As I said, our number is 
888-3810-810. I'd like to hear from you if you're a coach. I'd like to hear from you if you're a parent. I want to hear from you if you are an athlete or someone who played youth sports. When did you start? When did you quit? Let's see what Eric has to say. Eric, good morning, sir. How are you? Andrew, how are you doing? You, I've called your show several times. Um, I, I used to be a coach. I coached my niece's uh, machine pitch uh, team one time, and, and I, I always told them, I said, well, I want you to go out and have fun. I said, yes, winning is good, it's fun, losing stinks, but I want you to have fun, and as long as you have fun, you can handle the losing better. And I always told the scorekeeper, I go up to the scorekeeper before the game, I said, I don't want you to tell any of my team, any of my players or the parents of my players to score. I'll come during parts of the game and I'll get the score and then I'll coach accordingly. And I and they never knew what the score was. If I didn't want them to, to you know, worry about, oh, no, we're losing, we're winning. I, I, I would get the score, and then I would coach accordingly, and they, they would never know. A couple of the parents got mad at me, but I told them, I said, that's my prerogative. I don't want the kids to know what the score is. Let me ask you a question, Eric. Are you going to tell me honestly that the parents didn't know what the score was? You don't think the parents were keeping the score? I imagine they did, but I, I imagine that sometimes some of the parents told me they lost, they lost track. At times, they would want to go up and see what the score was, and the scorekeeper wouldn't tell them. So, I'm so are you? Ag- so you're agreeing? You're agreeing with me then that you think the score shouldn't matter until what age? I agree with you. I th- I think when it really matters is when they get into high school, when when they're wanting to make a, maybe a career out of it, or go into college playing in, and maybe you know, decide they want to go into pros. I think high school is about the right time. I think that's when it is when it really, really should start. I think you just I think you just made a good statement if they want to make, like you said, a career out of her play it play into high school or college, that's when it should be important. Listen, Eric, as always, sir, thank you for your call. Great comments this morning. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Doctor. You take care. All right, that frees up our lines here at nine one three three eight ten eight ten. I'd like to hear from you if you played youth sports and you ended up quitting at some point, which, of course, you will at some point in life, but what age did you quit and why did you quit? Our number is 913 If you coach kids and you're coaching now, who emphasizes the score more? Do the kids emphasize it? Do the parents emphasize it? You know, I, I gave a speech Friday night about this. And some people talked to me afterwards and said, well, you know what? The parents always know what the score is because they're always keeping it. So should they? Should it matter? All right, let's see what Karen has to say. Karen, good morning. Thank you for calling. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I, I'm a parent of a, of a girl, and from the time she was five, uh, she just knew what the score was. So she was mad if her team didn't win. What sport? At Soccer. And she's played all through college. She's been on winning teams, and she's been on a couple of losing teams. And being on those losing teams was miserable for her, whether she was little or in college. Well, okay, so at, two years. at age five, what did you do as a parent about that? Were you were you in for, reinforcing that, or were you yeah, trying? Yeah, so 
No, we we would we would try to say what was good about the game. What did you do good about the game? What did everyone else do good about the game? And how did she take that? Uh, she still didn't like losing. And where did that come from? It, she, uh, honestly, I've, I've had a tennis player that never – he just liked the rally. He didn't care if he didn't win. He loved having a good rally, no matter who won. Who was older, your daughter or your son? My son. Okay. So and, somewhere she learned about this competitiveness and saw it somewhere, and it just got ingrained inside her, and she had to win all the time. Yeah. She was a kid that would watch any sport on TV from the time she was three years old, pick a team, and root for a team. And that was her. That's her in everything. It's in, you know, her grades. So she just had that competitive drive. It may have been innate, whatever, but you tried to temper that down by emphasizing yes. the importance of learning. Have Did she have fun? That's the most important thing, and I'm guessing she probably did because she um, ended up playing in college. she didn't. You know, in college, she quit her last year and did not finish – finish her fourth year because that team was a losing team two out of the three years that she played uh-huh and so it so it, not, it ended up catching up with her at the end didn't it it did and i would say that that i would pin that on the coach for not putting together a good team she really had been on teams where they had put together good teams, where it was a teamwork but that but this, this particular team the coach didn't put together a good well team but see that's part leaders. of the thing though also about learning as you're growing up that's my point about learning about losing and, and failure, that it happens, and ha you have to learn yes. how to deal with it. Because if all you've ever done is win, 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 you're going to lose at some point, and you have to learn how to handle that. And that's why, to me, the emphasis should be on the effort more than the results. Karen, thank you so much for calling. Yep. I appreciate it. All right. Bye. Take care. Our number is 913-3810-810. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. We're on the leader in sports from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB. Hello again, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every week, and we talk about the mental side of sports on this show. And today's topic is this. What age should winning become important? When should the score matter? How do you teach that to kids? I'd like to hear from if you're a parent. What age did you sign your kids up for youth sports? Do you think you signed them up too early? Did they burn out? Did they want to quit? If you're an athlete and you played youth sports, when did it stop becoming fun? Or did you find that you had coaches who got upset at you at younger ages because you screwed up? And if you're a coach, when does the score matter? Our phone number is 913-3810-810. 913-3810-810. We've had some great calls today. Let's see what Nick has to say. Nick, good morning, sir. How are you? Hey, I'm good. Um, hey, I, uh, I I coach um, actually for a living. I teach private baseball instruction, and uh, and I and we deal with parents, coaches, players all the time. And uh, you know, you, you know, we live. We we're, what we try to do. Obviously, all coaches will tell you they're there to help develop kids on and off the field. Um, well, you hope they're the going to say. You hope they're going to say that. That's right, and so and I mean, and I think that's the intention. And obviously gets gets away from from some, um, but I, but I think keeping score actually during the game is vital because because in this life we, we we've got to win and lose. But but sometimes I think what the heart of the matter is how do we handle the winning and how do we handle the losing? So let me ask this: quite, What age do you coach? You said you you teach. What do you, what age do you coach? Uh, I mean, I've I've worked with kids from nine to eighteen. 
Okay, do you think seven-year-olds at a t-ball game should be worrying about the score? No, I, I don't. I don't think they. I don't think it should matter. I don't think they should. You know, if you're going to take them for ice cream before the game, you know, after the game, if they win, then you might as well do when they lose. All I, I also I, I agree that that doesn't matter as much at seven. Um, but I, I'll tell you this: there'll be some of those seven-year-olds that will know the score. Oh, sure they will. Sure they will because they because their parents have talked to them about it and they've watched sports and they got caught up in it. My point is this: I mean, you're not going to eliminate that, but my right. point is this: as a coach. I think you shouldn't emphasize that. I think you should emphasize – because I've seen it. When my sons oh, were younger, my that. sons are 28 and 26 now. I've yeah. seen it at all – in all these different sports. I've seen parents criticize their kids. I've seen coaches criticize these kids because they made yep. a mistake. And so what, you tell me, Nick, what's that to you? As you teach baseball, what's that to you? If you have a, a, an 8-year-old who strikes out and the coach gets mad at him because they struck out because they lost the game, what's that teaching that kid? Well, I, I, I guess that's kind of my point. Sometimes what we maybe need to like reach out to is teaching these coaches how to handle this because, you know, I mean, heck, if you if you play baseball, you're going to strike out, and uh, you know, I think I think that's the thing. And and I heard you say, and I totally agree that you know we're going to make mistakes. Um, all of us are going to make mistakes, and um, but but like I said, the the score is vital for the game because you know the winning and losing is part of the learning process. Now, hey, you're right at seven. I mean, I don't know if it even matters. Um, it should well. It, it it shouldn't. And, and here's my point. Yeah. Let me get your comment on this. Okay, I mentioned earlier Norway doesn't keep score in any sport until age 13. Okay, why did they win more medals than anybody in the Olympics? Well, they're a Scandinavian country. It was a Winter Olympics, but they don't keep score until age 13 because they're teaching how to learn the sport, how to learn the game. Now, they, when you yep. fail, which you're going to <laughs> fail, they teach them why why did you fail instead of criticizing why the, why they failed. You see what I'm saying? And when oh, yeah, you're, no, I think that's a great point. Um, and when you're yeah. keeping score, excuse me, here's my point. When you're keeping score and you fail, I, coaches get angry at the kids because we lost because of you screwing up. So what's that do for their confidence? You tell me as a coach. Well, I, I, think, I think that's what you have to do. You have to communicate to them, hey, listen, we're going to lose some games. If you, if you play well, they play well, they win. You know, that, that's part of the deal, and you win. And, and, and you can do it. You can play well and lose, and you can play really – not well and and win so winning and losing isn't really the uh motivation behind it it's it, it is teaching the kids through that um but you know when they're like said they, they they're trying when they're out there working as a team their team is trying to get more runs or or points or whatever the score is you know the 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 sport is than the other team so they're working as a team to do that now handling it and learning from it those are the those are the keys and, 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 you know, not flying off the handle because, you know, somebody let the uh, ball go through their legs or, you know, a basketball player turns the ball over um, and to say, Hey, you know, this is, this is what we need to learn. This is, this is the fundamentals. And this is exactly like you said, why I once worked with a college basketball team, very first play of the game, point guard threw the ball away because the guy was throwing the ball to cut the wrong way. They had a set play. The coach yanked him out right, right after he did that, literally 10 seconds into the game, Sat on the bench the whole rest of the first half. At halftime, and this young man was looking at me because I was at the end of the bench, kept looking at me. Halftime, yeah. the coach would confer with me, what did I think? I said, well, why did you take so-and-so out? He goes, well, Doc, he threw the ball away. I said, you know, he didn't go back in the game. His head was hanging the whole time. He said, oh, my God, I didn't realize that. He went and talked to him at yeah. halftime. Second half, that, that young man came out and played great, and he threw the ball away a couple times, didn't take him out. And after the game, he went up to the coach, and they talked, and the coach said, look, I was wrong. I shouldn't have yanked you out like that. It's my fault. I yeah. take ownership. That's called coaching. Yeah. Nick, thank oh, you for your call, that. sir. Yeah, oh, thank you.
Take care of yourself. Appreciate it. Good call. All right, let's go next to Mike. Mike, how are you, sir? Morning, Dr. Jacobs. Mike McAllister. Hi. How are you? I'm awesome. I wanted to uh, touch base with you and follow up. I went by a 12U practice yesterday, and I watched a group of kids on one of our competitive teams playing wiffle ball for practice. Hold on one second, Mike. I want to let everybody know you hosted the event I spoke at Friday evening in St. Joseph, Missouri. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Uh, we had about 110 coaches um, in attendance along with the public, and what you spoke about really hit home with our coaches. I've received multiple emails, as have um, as some of the other directors, phone calls, and I was at Dick Sporting Goods yesterday, ran into coaches there. Like I said, I went to a 12-year practice um, one of the ball fields yesterday, and the kids were playing wiffle ball. Had a chance to talk to the head coach about why, and it's everything that he said, or that you had said, to uh, let these kids have fun. And they were playing like I'm 53 years old, like we used to play when we just played pickup baseball. No rules. They were having a blast. The parents are all sitting together. They're laughing. The coaches are sitting up with the parents, and they were having an an impromptu coaches' parents' meeting. Well, that's awesome, Mike. Let me ask this question. Did the coaches hand out Tootsie Pops to all the parents? No, but <laughs> they talked about that, and that went over really well because we had a lot of comments about the Tootsie Pops, and every, I mean, not every coach, multiple coaches had said they're going to do this, and the parents that were in attendance at the event loved it. They got so much out of this, and the ones that I got to speak to before everybody left had said, you know, they're going to go home and tell their kids how proud they are of them, and we are so critical, and myself included, you and I have had discussions on this. Um, we're so critical on these kids that we forget they're 10, 11, 12 years old. Well, Mike, I want to thank you. want to say this. I want to thank you for uh, inviting me to speak to your, your group, the Pony League, up in St. Joseph, Missouri, Friday evening. That was a, It was a wonderful experience. Met a lot of great people. But I want to thank you for your open-mindedness and ability to understand the importance of this. Because we help some people out Friday night, and that's the whole reason I do this show. That's the reason I give speeches. And, you know, hopefully all those coaches will bring a bag of Tootsie Pops to every game, hand them out to the parents before the game, say, suck on this and enjoy the experience and have a good time. You know, I ought to hand it out on equipment and uh, uniform handout in two weeks. Well, you should. Mike, thanks for your call, sir. I appreciate it. You take care. Dr. Jacobs again. Thank you very much. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. I'm here every week. We talk about these topics on the show. There are a lot of ways you can reach me. My website is winnersunlimited.com. Check it out there. Our shows are all podcasted on the, on the website. You can reach me at my office, which is 816-561-5556. I give speeches on these topics all the time. You can follow me on Twitter at, at drjsportspsych, at drjsportpsych. Send me an email at drj at winnersunlimited.com. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. From our flagship station, Sports Radio 810, WHB.